Kelly is our house. Welcome to this episode 181. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. Hey, welcome to the Chicharita Network, where we talk all Chicharito all the time. I don't know because you know that's where it's headed. I really don't know because you know that's where it's headed. Oh my god, this is already my freaking hated most episode of the year. <laughs> this is gonna be, this is gonna be, this is this show is gonna do the same numbers, if not better, than the Zlatan show. You really that we so? did for sure uh, a couple so? of years ago. I, I honestly sure. believe it. But, mm, but I'm guys, put, before before I'm we get put into it, that way, I'm gonna wait, put money go down that Bobby will be listening back to this episode. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of money down, bro. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's very rare. I only do like two episodes a year. That's basically it. I know. I know. This is You're going to use early. your first one up in the early, second dude. week of January, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh well, let's let's get into let's get into our show, and we'll get to the Chicharito uh, Javier Hernandez news in in a little bit. But wow. for right now, really quick, really <laughs> quick, I want to tell you guys about the Victoria Block, the uh, the safe standing section. Obviously, we talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see the aerial the aerial video that uh, the, the Diggity link, put up? You sent this the link week? today, but I didn't I didn't see it. I'm yeah. sorry. I did. I did see it. The progress is great, but more more importantly than any of that. The triumphant return of the grass berm. I'm so excited about this. Right? Like honestly, like I showed I I, I was showing my wife and I was like, what what do you think is gonna go in that dirt patch? And she's like, Oh my gosh, the grass is coming back. I was like, Yes, the grass. It's Dumb. gonna be great. Uh I'm, I look forward to Fourth of July. So here we go. Yeah. Um exactly. with all wet. that said, as long as it's not wet, that's all. We're good. Well, you gotta bring your blanket, dude. Come on. <laughs> hey, as long as it does soak up the blanket, I'm just saying. This this is LA, dude. You know everybody's got a yoga mat. Come on. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we have a special thing on our show today, also though. Uh, joining us for the show, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen this guy all over Twitter. Uh, he is transfers MLS, otherwise known as Mister Will Forbes, is joining us on the podcast Woo! today. Will, how you doing, man? What's up, guys? This this and, is going to be fun. This is going to be a fun show, and and to guarantee <laughs> that this is going to be a fun show, guys, and to be a guarantee fun it. Show. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's right. The scotch. The scotch is back, guys. <laughs> we're not even. Ooh, I'm kind of we're not even in the this. beers yet. Beer and he's already oh, in the scotch. That was a big ass <laughs> pour for a scotch, dude. Pour it up. <laughs> well, this is this is the that was the, the the mixer. Um, this is a new microphone, by the way. I'm using a new microphone that uh, that I got for Christmas, so that's why it's picking the, the, the uh, thing up so so well. So I'm I'm excited about the new season of Balls and Beers. We'll get to hear that little beer snap so well. But uh, let, like I said, we've got Will here, so it's cause for celebration. Welcome, Cheers, Will, guys. Welcome. Glad to be here, guys. Glad to be here. So, guys, where should we start? I mean, I know, yeah, I know that Lewis already. I know said where it. we should. I know where we should start. <laughs> Just get to no, it. Tease, Just fucking rip it off people. as a bandaid. Tease the me, people please. and talk about something irrelevant. <laughs> wait, wait, we're, we're totally starting off with Danilo Acosta, right? We are. Yeah. No, even better. Even better. <laughs> Listen, I've heard. I've reached out to the people. I know what they want. They want to talk about where we are. With the MLS CBA, guys. <laughs> oh man, MLS CBA. Tam is gone. We're getting we're getting the the charter flights. 
less budget rules, more transparency. All right, let's move on to Danilo Acosta now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danilo, obviously, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously the CBA expires. <laughs> Hold on. Obviously, the CBA expires at the end of this month on January 31st. So a lot of people have talked about how MLS could be striking. So, you know, we have preseason coming up. Guys are reporting into cap next week as uh, for uh, non-CCL teams, which is us. Um but here, here's this thing that's happening that could cause a work stoppage. Um, although all the the reports from the player side and from the league side seem to think that it uh, seem to indicate that things have been going really positively. So I don't think we're going to get a work stoppage. Lewis, I know, I know how much you were excited about a work stoppage. Um, but what? I, I mean, if if let's say the rules change, will how? much do you think this affects how the galaxy operates because the galaxy has always been a team who operates on the pushing that envelope of like oh you have this rule let's see how much this rule can bend yeah and see that's that's you know a lot of fans give you guys a lot of grief because they they believe you know conspiracy theory that don garber bows but you know before uh philip anschutz and you know will do anything he says make any rule to comply with uh you know making his job easier you know making his team better but uh you know you know, one thing that comes to mind is before Gio DeSantos was bought out last season, and they because uh, they they were going to sign Christian Pavone, um, and uh, that was I'm trying to think was that was that before? But I just remember they were pushing the envelope. They they were going to have four DPs and they were going to test the waters and see if MLS was going to actually you know enforce the three DP rule and allow them to carry four DPs. And they ended up buying Gio DeSantos out, and and uh, uh, Pavone was a tam player. No, no um, that was that was actually Zlat, the Zlatan one. So was like, that Zlatan? No, that's yeah, right. Had, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I, I, because I know that uh, Pavone was, uh, you know, but the, the loan deal for the first year, I think, his salary. That's what it was. Yeah, because Zlatan yeah. was Roman, JD, or uh, Jonathan DeSantos. But anyway, they were going to have four DPS, and they were going to, you know, originally the plan was that Gio was going to be on the roster. That that you know, uh, Guillermo uh, Barroscoloto was wanting you know him to play. And uh, they were really going to have four DPs. They were gonna, they were gonna, you know, call the MLS's bluff, I'm, and uh, they inevitably bought them out. Though I, I think that, uh, you know, I, from what I've heard with the CBA rules, uh, the change. I don't expect much changes. To be honest, with you guys, they, they say that they're going to kind of slow walk this. There might be a few changes, charter flights, maybe a slight increase in, in salary cap. Uh, Tam goes away, but you know, we're as fans, we want to see the salary cap go to 20 to 30 mil, which is still pretty small compared to other American league uh, salary caps. But, uh, you know, they're, they're really waiting until they get that new TV deal. And, uh, after the 2022 season, is it 2022? I, I thought it was next year i thought it was 2021 i'm no yeah i just want to cancel my direct tv man i I don't blame you man come on i hate spectrum they're the worst Uh, that is like that is like the universal that is the universal thing that the any galaxy fan can agree with this spectrum is the worst when it comes to galaxy games um except for galaxy i mean except for kobe commentating and shit like that it's all good sure but he can do that the goat he can do that somewhere else. Kobe Jones, love that guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Galaxy and, legend. 
And honestly, I think that the thing that the Galaxy, like, to be honest with you, like higher budget, yeah, maybe that'll affect the Galaxy a little bit. I think that's probably um, going to be more for this, this, the smaller teams. You know, they have a little bit more uh, room that's um, for them to, to do stuff that isn't these big blockbuster moves. It, it doesn't seem like the Galaxy has ever been significantly hampered by the salary cap, uh, the overall salary cap, because as, as you said, we got Pavone last year for essentially nothing, like a free loan yeah. deal. It was like we got like the the three month trial of Pavone, and then we got the subscription this year. Um, exactly. So I, I I don't know if that's gonna you know hamper the, the galaxy all that much. I think where where it's gonna be big is the travel. Like they were talking about how um, they estimated the travel for charter flights is going to be approximately $1 million per team per year. That seems like nothing. That's a drop in the bucket for these teams. Like that should be the minimum that they're spending on travel. I agree. Yeah. You know, of course, I mean, when you hear players like, uh, you know, Tim Parker talking about how, you know, his charter flights have got him at the airport for eight, 10 hours in a day before a game or after a game. I mean, how does that not make the quality of play drop off? Right. Right. You know, so, I mean, I'm, I'm all like, I am pro players. I'm totally for the players in the situation. I, I think that honestly, this stuff should have been already in place. You know, uh, they, they should have had, uh, you know, direct flights in the last CBA. Um, I mean that's I mean this is the this is the first year professional league, and you know there's a lot of stuff that they do that doesn't act like they are, which is kind yeah. Of sad. I mean it, it, there's there's a lot of kind of weird MLS things that happen that kind of make it seem less than professional, but um, you know there's there's like any growing league they handle things uh, some some things right and they handle some things very very you know backwards. But, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that something gets done, things get moved, and we the end result is um, a competitive, you know, it, it focuses on the competition of the league and not these weird, you know, MLSC rules. I would, rules. Love, I would love to yeah. – Get rid of. I would love to get rid of any and all MLSisms, but you know, here we are. You know. Uh, now, now, let me ask you guys this: Do you guys call Tam? Do you call it the Omar Gonzalez rule, or do you call it the Giovanni <laughs> dos Santos rule? No, it's Tam. It's Tam. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tam. It's yeah. Tam. Uh, None of those things. Uh, the landing. Oh, maybe. I mean, if you want to call it anything, uh, it, maybe we should call it the Omar Gonzalez rule. I mean, after all. Every other significant thing in the league is named after a galaxy-related person. The OG rule. Yeah. The OG rule, the, the Omar Gonzalez rule. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Bobby wins. Bobby wins. There you go. OG. There we go. Done deal. As OG town. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so guys, as I said, the, the CCL teams already reported for camp. Um, as you know, uh, the LAFC camp was a buzz today because of course them being the dominant, um, uh, team in the, in, in the market, all anybody could talk about was, so Gal- you hear about galaxy, you hear about the galaxy, <laughs> Look what the galaxy- Hey, Carlos Vela, I know you were the MVP last year, but what about, what about the, what galaxy's doing? <clears throat> they, they thought they escaped it when Zlatan was gone, and uh, <laughs> they might actually get it even worse now. Uh, dude, it's crazy. Uh, it's knows? crazy. I like it. 
and and it looked and to me it looked like Carlos Vela was ready to buy some season tickets. <laughs> Honestly, he was like, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited about this." <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be excited? The Galaxy picked up Tom Smart in the draft, for God's sake. That's, that's true. I was oh, going to say. I, I was just about still to say the that. Draft. We're talking about Tom Smart, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still the draft. MLS still has a draft. I, I think those days are numbered. I think the draft days are numbered. There's there's not enough. It should be. Uh, as, as Lewis pointed out, has pointed out many times, like if you're going through the college ranks, you're already – behind in your development like you should be coming up through the develop the, through the academy system uh teams should be identifying guys and bringing guys in and giving them playing time far earlier than uh than what they do now so I mean, you know it's gotten to the point where you got to be born as ronaldo i mean that's all you got to do you know sure sure but then you don't play seems easy <laughs> yeah seems easy enough i can i can do that not bad um, i mean i mean how many, how many illegitimate kids does he have I'm probably 18 out there, so we'll see some good 18 like players out there in like another decades or so. It's good. Like for for me, I feel that the, the MLS draft ha- has been obsolete for a few years now. And when when people point to you know, oh well, Omar Gonzalez and Adrian De La Garza, right? That was 10 years ago. That mm-hmm. I mean, the, the league has evolved so much since then that college players are absolutely obsolete. You may or may not find a diamond in the rough in there somewhere and if there if that diamond in the rough does exist i the only way i imagine it would exist is if the player purposely made the choice of not going through an academy system or not being uh you know or saying i want to go to college i need to finish this before i focus on my professional career otherwise i'm sure mls teams or scouts would have already picked up on him well before that or he should have made the choice of this is the best route for me to become a professional soccer player is to get picked up by one of these academies um i think basically the mls draft should basically be the usl draft because that's where they're headed that's pretty much where their talent level will probably be a um like that's probably going to be your max it's going to be very very rare that you're going to find someone that's going to make a yeah they're stealing that's what i'm trying to say um i I find it hard to believe that a college player can come into MLS and actually crack the starting lineup and actually make a difference. I think their ceiling is because we haven't seen currently it. is currently USL because we haven't there, seen it. There's only one player that I've ever seen like and and Julian Gressel was a good you know contributor his rookie year to Atlanta um, and he's actually developed into a pretty good player. Um, and if he ends up getting traded, by the way, he'll be a record in TAM and GAM if it still exists in our league. The only player that I've ever seen since I've been watching MLS to come in as a rookie and completely dominate is Kyle Laren for Orlando City. I think he scored, uh, I don't know, I think he scored at least 15 goals as a rookie in MLS, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you're going to find a diamond in the rough every Was so often. But when you, when, you, when you think of drafts in other sports, this is where you're – if you have the number one pick, you're assuming that you are going to build your team since you know, you have the number one pick. You probably sucked the, the year before. So you want to <laughs> – so you want to build your team around this player um, because he is your future. It doesn't work that way in MLS. And so that's where I feel like, sure, there's a diamond in the rough in there somewhere. But when you compare it to the other drafts, it's just complete. It's a complete opposite in which I feel, look, it's obsolete. Just take them to USL. And if you can scout one of those players and say, hey, he might be better than we think, 
let's pick him up. That's one way of doing it. But uh, but especially with the way MLS is, the, the U.S. soccer system, they're, and depending on what team you are, you're not going to really see the Galaxy do too much of that, or at least historically they haven't done that. They don't play their kids. So maybe you will have a rookie, but you'll never know. So, yeah. Well. Well, well let me ask you this. Do you, since, since I'm excited for a lockout, do you believe a lockout will happen or will the season start on time? I don't think the league can afford for there to, to be a lockout. I, I think that they'll definitely get a, I don't think they're going to get a deal uh, struck a week before. I think it's going to be a last minute thing, but I, I expect everything to happen on time. Both sides can't afford for, I, I know that the players say that they've been preparing for a lockout. They've got money saved up, but some of these guys, they just don't make enough money to where they can actually afford a lockout. So I do think that both sides will come to a deal before the, uh, I think it'll, they'll come to a deal before the, the, the current one expires. Uh, but they won't go a day longer than that. Everything will, uh, you know, finish on time. Well, that means we're, we're only looking at, you know, another couple of weeks before we see any news and certainly before, any game start because uh, I believe the first preseason games are on the like 15th, the 14th or 15th. And then there's CCL games uh, around that time too. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think the, well, I think the first, actually, I think the first, uh, I think the, the first, first CCL game is in February, I believe February. Yeah. I think it's like February 18th. It's like, actually it's only like 11 days before the season starts. Yeah. Yeah, because I know Galaxy starts their preseason on the 15th um, of February. So I'm, I'm guessing that's because there's CCL games around that time. Uh, there'll probably be midweek for those games. But, you know, that's we're, we're not involved in it this year. But, I you know, I definitely think that that's in our future next year. Uh, soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. They, they got they got to do it. Um, so let's, let's get into this guys. Um, last week, our, uh, my co-host and I decided, uh, or, or discussed the possibility of signing Chicharito. I know Bobby, you said you were a hard no. You said you might, um, I just don't like it. I mean, it's not yeah, like I'm going to hate you on might, it if it happens, but whatever. I just don't like it. Right. Oh, I, I think what you said is that might make you turn your back. <laughs> but then you 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 walked that back a little bit. Um, for me, I I said that if he were to come on like a three to four hundred k, you know, Tam deal, then yeah, I'm all for it because you know he's coming for the right reasons. Uh, Lewis, you said that this could potentially be another geo, so it's happening. Um, it's almost a done deal, or it's all but a done deal, or the the done deal part of it is the formality. Uh, Will, I know you've said you've gone ahead and just called it. It's it's done. I'm sure. It's yeah, done. it's. It, I'm sure. From it's done. from what I've seen, a few people say that uh, it could even be announced Friday. I've heard tomorrow. I've heard a couple of people say that they're announcing it tomorrow, as early as tomorrow. I'm not sure wow. how how true that is, um, but uh, I've actually heard a couple people say that the Galaxy will announce it tomorrow. I don't think that would be true. Um, at least not with the last two big signings that they've had. They've had some sort of promotional video to actually formally introduce 
the new signing, I can't imagine that they wouldn't do it for him. So, yeah, I heard Sunday night uh, from a couple of people, they were actually working on, you know, how they had Pavon with the orchestra. They're working on something like that with Chicharito right now. Right. And that's what I figured. So Friday would actually sound um, uh, uh, training camp starts on Monday. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened Monday morning as well. Um, no, but, I think I think they'd announce him and then build the buzz for Monday because they probably have press and stuff. Uh, actually, you're right, yeah, and, and I'm sure that people would want to know what flight he's coming in to greet him. So, no, you're right; it would have to be before Monday. I agree. Um, so it's it's happening, guys. Um, yeah. Have has anything changed since uh, since, since last week? In what way? How do you feel about this signing? Opinions, you mean? Yeah. Lewis? Yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Me? Okay, okay. Here so, we go. Here right, we so, go. So here we go. Okay. So, yes, uh, I think last week we were, when we talked about it, we said it's a pass. Uh, we said that there are bigger fish out there as far as the talent on the field uh, that you can get. It seemed that as far as the signings that we've had before, where it's a world-renowned player and not necessarily a locally-renowned player. Um, but it still wouldn't be. It's still not my first choice. I still stand by that. But he's grown on me. The idea of him coming here and him being successful in on this team, in this league, has grown on me. I'm not 100% sold. Obviously, we're gonna have to see what you know what he brings and uh, how it all turns out. Because uh, as Galaxy fans know, the uh, paper teams don't win championships and they don't win games. So, uh, but the idea that he's here, that he can be successful, is starting to grow on me. Uh, okay, can I go next? Please. Go. All right. I'm not one that's very happy to see the name Chicharito coming to the Galaxy team. But if he wears our jersey, I'm going to support him 100%. Although I don't feel that I'm going to put my entire eggs in one basket into him because I still think we still need another striker. I'm afraid that this is going to be another Gio Dos Santos uh, deja vu. Um, It's smart to sign him this year, especially when it becomes the whole rivalry between Los Angeles versus Los Angeles. Um, This sells it to the market nationwide now. If we didn't have him, I really don't believe we would have had anything that would be as spectacular as last season's Latan versus LAFC kind of thing. Because he really elevated that whole series. Although we had the whole L.A. versus L.A. rivalry, he's the one that created the whole spectacle. And if uh, now that I'm seeing Chicharito coming over, it's, you know, like, you know, Mexican national players against each other, blah, blah. And it becomes a bi- it becomes a big deal. So it, it, it creates it creates a, a, a an excitement in that as well. So i'm trying not to hate on it so much but i he needs to he needs he needs he needs to prove it dude he needs to prove it um at the moment right now i seen the lineup the galaxy team it seems kind of odd to me it seems not so meshy um but we'll see how it goes when it when preseason begins 
Uh, I, I will eventually have all these rebuttals, but yeah, I, let's get Wills because um, he's going to go the exact opposite of us. <laughs> oh, what makes you say that, man? Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't really understand the Gio DeSantos comparison. I, I know that uh, you know there was a lot of hype around him because he was. Uh, you know, honestly, he's probably one of the most talented players, especially Mexican players I've ever seen. He's just one of those players that can never uh, live up to his hype. Uh, that, you know, even that's back what to his we're Barca saying. Days. I feel like yeah, Chicharito can't live up here's to his the difference, hype. That's but here's the difference, though. You know, it's in the numbers. Okay, so Gio DeSantos was on loan several times, played for Tottenham. Uh, you know, eventually uh, made his trade in, in uh, uh, via Real before he came to uh, before he came to the Galaxy. The best season he ever had in in La Liga with uh, via Real, he scored eleven goals. Okay, twelve goals in all competitions. Chicharito in, in 2015-16 scored twenty six goals in forty appearances for a team that was playing in the Champions League. Okay, so they were playing the biggest tournament biggest club tournament in the world and this guy was scoring 26 goals for a top four team in the bundesliga okay so even though i see what you're saying like you're, you're skeptical because you're thinking all oh, this guy's just coming to the united states he just wants to you know cash out and, and vacation but if you look at the statistics he has produced wherever he's gone it's just he doesn't stay in one place for long but most people have said, well, he went to West Ham United after he left Bayern Leverkusen. And the reason why he was never able to produce there is because they were playing him out of position. They had him yeah. playing as a right winger, and that's not what he is. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a traditional number nine. And I think another factor you know, we have to take in consideration is that Zlatan made GBS play out of system. He, he didn't play his traditional 4-3-3. He played his 4-5-1. And he played one striker up top. And I think with Pavone playing on the wing more in the 4-3-3 and Katai with this service, I, I don't think Chicharino is going to score 30 goals like Zlatan. No, absolutely but I do not, think he yeah. I do think he's going to score 20 to 25. And he is the biggest star that could come to MLS besides two people, Messi and Ronaldo. He's going to sell more jerseys. He's going to get – they could fill – they could pack the Rams stadium and probably have twenty to 25,000 people outside of it watching it on a, on a big I screen. I mean that's – that is – this guy – I don't believe I'm, te that. I'm telling you. You'll see. I want to believe I'm telling it. You. I want to be on your I'm side. I'm telling you. If, 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 I, I will say this. If, if in game number one you did that, I would tell you that you'd be close. You'd be pretty close to selling out a Coliseum type on his first – game or definitely 100% the LAFC game. If yeah, you move I was going to say that first chapter that first yes. half ago, it's going to be. That's what I'm saying. I, I guarantee you'll is, probably sell tickets to I'm watch saying. that on Nationally, TV. No, no, it, this is a great sell for that. Anymore. No, I don't. It's I just El don't Trifico. What? <laughs> what? El, 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 el Trifico. That's what you say. Please don't do that. Please no. I'm 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 going to log off. Fuck this shit. <laughs> so no, I mean, but... so, so here's the thing. I mean, this is, I mean, to to your point, th this signing has split Galaxy Twitter right down the middle. And to be fair, he's also a polarizing figure in Mexico. As popular as he is, and as recognizable as he is, he has his haters, as most superstars do. But 
in Galaxy Twitter, you're, you're split down the middle, although I am seeing a little bit more acceptance, a little bit more like, okay, okay, let's do this. Here we go. You know, um, trying to be a little bit more rational. The reason, at least what, what, what I'm seeing here is what you're saying, is that the pandering that the Galaxy are doing to this specific demographic is what is kind of getting people skeptical about the signing itself. And going a little further, I don't think it's just the pandering. I think it's the cost of the pandering. Because as David pointed out, we, and we pointed it out last week as well, if tomorrow we find out that Chicharito was signed through, say, a TAM deal, or if DDK used some sort of Jedi mind trick to do it under the salary cap, where he's <laughs> making the same as like Insua at like 500K or 550K, then nobody would have a problem with this. In fact, this would be like what the greatest signing of all. Like you would have gotten away. With... I just want to point out that I would have a better chance signing a TAM deal than that happening. Just no, of course, of course. And no, I, no, also, no, of course. I also think, I, I also have to correct you, Lewis, because as you remember, Zlatan Ibrahimovic came over on a TAM deal. Right. That exactly. is probably the greatest single signing in LA right. Galaxy history. But, but right, right, right. Gotta think about this though. Is that Chicharito? Uh, first of all, like, who are you guys expecting to sign? Like, who is you say that you know all of you guys essentially are saying you you kind of you heard this, you thought okay, it's a little underwhelming. I think we could do better. Well, who who are like who did you guys have in mind? Who is the player that you thought you could realistically get that you would have preferred to sign? Well, well, what the the point to that is that if if you're looking at the the, the signings that the Galaxy have had in the past. When you have like a Zlatan, when you've had like a Beckham, when you have players that look, if, if a player was interested in coming to MLS, you probably are the front runner to get one of those big names. So we've always been very ambitious when it comes to our signings. So the realistic signings or the realistic rumors that we heard were Chicharito, Nico Castillo, and Giroud. Those are the three that were legitimate big names. Those, those are three that were going to be DP signings. Out of those three, yeah, Chicharito is by far the best option on not even close. many levels. It's not, not even not close. close. Exactly. It's not, not even close. close. And three. I agree with that. But out of those three, exactly. But again, if you're going out there and saying, well, you could have signed Messi or Ronaldo. Well, yeah, of course. No, but that's not that's, realistic that's, right that's, now. No, but every, that's, that's, we were all talking about Kun Aguero. Yeah, everyone yeah, was talking about Aguero. Yeah. His contract doesn't expire until I think next year. So if you're saying, look, I, I should probably not sign Chicharito right now in the hopes of signing Aguero two years down the line, even though I need a striker right this very minute. Not two years you know, down the line. I think you pay a transfer fee for Aguero. That's, well, that's, what's to say he comes though? What what makes it say right, he doesn't exactly. go back to Atletico Madrid or goes back to to Argentina? You know, I mean, what's to say that it's a you know a slam dunk that he even re- he signs with you guys? Well, you know? what I'm, yeah. Well, what I'm saying, <laughs> I, I think a lot of Galaxy fans feel, look, if you really wanted a player, you're gonna get that player. You're willing to spend the money. You're willing to attract, and you're willing to, or you're able to sell uh, because that Galaxy player. Galaxy can. Yeah, well, exactly. Th- think about Galaxy. this. Think about this, okay? Back in 2015, Chicharito, this was the first time he had serious uh, uh, serious rumors to come to MLS. He was linked with Orlando City, okay? They were willing to pay him $10 million a season in 2015, okay? And he wanted $12 million per season. So obviously that didn't happen, 
Okay? That's crazy. And then in LAFC, LAFC, your crosstown rival. This should you guys should get real fired up about this. They were willing to pay him nine million dollars a season. They were going to pay him three million more than Vela to come to LAFC. He rejected him. He said, "I want I want twelve million dollars per season." So you get a guy who has rejected every team that has pursued him even your biggest well i wouldn't say their biggest rival yet they haven't really done anything but potential you know your crowd your crosstown rival has offered this man more money than what you're going to pay him and he rejected them i think well if, if you're talking about 2015 2016 we're he's at a different point in his career now the, the fact that he said okay i want to I think he's saying this is how much I want because I this is which this is the price tag that you're gonna have to like give me in order for me to get away from Europe where I want to be where I still yeah. want to play where I want to be effective. The fact that he has kind of fallen from that grace to where I, I Sevilla has told them or told him you're not getting any playing time and he's five months into a three year contract. He knows he's going to be riding the bench for the next three years. He doesn't want that. So now all of a sudden, the advantage goes to an MLS team that is willing to pay for him. And right now, the gal- the Galaxy scientist is the perfect fit. You are going to get guaranteed playing time. You are going to be the star. You are going to be the marketing juggernaut. And I agree, it's probably going to be bigger than Zlatan. And you're going to get guaranteed playing time. We're going to pay you money. You're going to, if you, you know, it, it's... It's almost a perfect match. It's almost as if if this deal was not done, the Galaxy pretty much failed. This was in their court. And this was, uh, uh, even for Chicharito, it's like, this is a slam dunk. This had to happen at this point. And that's why it gained so much steam in such a little amount of time. It was almost too perfect. So, but the thing is, is that when you when you talk about this signing and the, and the reason why people are upset about it and you know the, the pandering behind it is you're looking at this from a marketing perspective rather than the skill perspective. That's where people are actually really kind of like sketchy about this. And of course, the geo situation, as Bobby had mentioned, is just too soon. What I will say about this is that the more I think about it, it's very, very unfair to judge one player based on an entirely different player's attitude and play and for that alone i should have to give chicharito the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise because as far as i know chicharito has been a professional on every team that he's played for where geo we know he's a party guy we know that he's out there you know not really caring about his career rather just you know kind of living it up like a rock star so in that sense it's a little unfair to compare the two and let's be honest, the I'm, real I'm not, reason I'm, why personally I'm not comparing the, the the their personal lifestyles. I'm I'm talking about professional world. I mean we're talking about two benchers that haven't been playing before they got signed to here and then did really nothing. So I'm just really afraid that Chicharito is not gonna really like fill into this new world of galaxy. I don't know. I hope but, he does. Well, I yeah, want to be I mean, wrong. Bobby, trust me, I want to be wrong. Bobby, honestly, <laughs> Bobby, honestly, you could say the same exact thing about Zlatan. He was not playing at Manchester a, United before very, he came. That, that, was a very, exactly. that was a very different situation because he came from an injury sure. that nobody was wanted injured. to hire him. And then we got him from scrap parts. We literally signed him for nothing. And then we had him yeah. for a year. That's a whole <laughs> different situation. And, Don't even put that okay, together. And if you look at Chicharito's career, hold on, if you... 
and if you look at Chicharito's career, you look at his he he was successful in England with Manchester. He was successful with uh, Chivas Guadalajara. He was successful. Uh, I would say he was successful at West Ham. He you was not successful at Real Madrid. Understand how different it is in MLS. You all hold of on, you. All hold on. Let me get there. That. Let me let me get there. He was not successful with. Real Madrid. He was not successful with Sevilla. He was very successful at Bayern. I think that playing Spain just did not suit him. That's a simple well, like to mo- me. Most, most Mexican like, players and don't, watching, don't suit and it, Spain. I've seen plenty of Mexican players succeed in Spain. To, 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 to your point though about players not uh, succeed, succeeding in Spain, you can even point to Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela was not lighting Spain on fire. He barely was scoring any goals. He exactly. comes to Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. No, yeah. MVP season. This is is, is the league that they'll definitely excel in. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I was just, you know, I mean, Carlos Vela, his last full season in La Liga, he scored nine goals. Yeah. Nine goals. And he's had 34 and 31 matches. Like, it's just a different, it's a different environment. And I think because Chicharito is going to be, uh, you know, maybe by some, he- there are going to be some hesitant Galaxy fans that, you know, like yourselves that are just kind of skeptical, want to see some performances first. Exactly. But there are going to be some Mexican national fans who are going to, op- you know, welcome with open arms. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like he he's going to feel so welcomed. It's going to make him, I, I just mean, think it's going to be good for his morale. And I think it's, he's going to come out playing on fire. Oh, no, totally. And, you know, I mean, I know, I know, and I think I know the guys are going to talk about this later on, but I know there's going to be a bounce back Galaxy fans from LAFC as well because of Chicharito. Oh, yeah. So 100%. There, there yeah. already are. So many. So many. There already are. I uh, mean, the, the reason that he signed is because he is going to move the needle in attendance. He's going to move the needle in ratings. He, he's going to, I mean, he's going to sell a lot of jerseys. He's going to sell more jerseys than Slotta. I can all but guarantee that. He's yep. going to sell more jerseys yep. than Slotta. No, yeah. And, yep. but here's the By thing. Far. I, I, but but By this far. is, this is, this is me playing devil's advocate here because, like I said, Zlatan is the the bigger name around the world. You 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 go pretty much anywhere around the world, you, you're more than likely going to know who Zlatan is. Chicharito, not so much. This is more of a local guy. This is more of a totally. Mexico and the United States. Northern American, Northern American, Southern yes. American type of because, because Lewis, when that, you say local guy, you could tell me if this isn't true. You see... You see soccer games in Qatar when there is no no presence of any Mexican player ever in Qatar. You look at the stands sometimes, you'll see a Mexico jersey somewhere. I mean, seriously, there's Mexico fans everywhere. But the volume the volume is very different from an international star from Zlatan compared to Chicharito. Yeah, but we're talking about the United States. We're that talking about we're not going. Yeah, yeah. I know he's talking about Southern California. But let me ask. Okay, but let me. No, no, I'm talking. You, I'm not even. I guarantee you, there's going to be more Mexico fans in Nashville than you than than there will be Nashville fans. Let me let, let me ask you a question, and I'll ask Will and David since they're the ones that that are kind of like going against me right now. Take away the fact that he's Mexican. If you take away the fact that he, uh, that he played on the Mexican national team, you take away his his ethnicity, you you stick him on say like Peru or Uruguay. Do you think? And, and he's played in the teams that he's played for with the exact same stats and everything. You think that he's a big name? Mm-hmm. If he's not Mexican, he's, he's not a ten million dollar player. He's not a ten exactly. million dollar that's player, it. but but that's he's but he's still a good player. 
He's an average but, but Lewis, player. But that's Lewis, what I'm saying. When you Lewis, compare he's him an to Lewis, average Lewis. player. He's not in a great player. He's, he's an, an average player. Yes. He's not mm-hmm. a big name. If you take away his ethnicity, he's not a big name. Is, is, is Carlos Vela a great player? Carlos Vela is great in the MLS. No. Uh, in the yeah, MLS. He's not. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know about. I'm. 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 Isn't that all that matters? Is that? Is that at the end of the day? No, I get, I get all, what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but no, we totally. need to, But we need to see. But we need to see what Chicharito can do here, and we're not expecting is, that same type of vol. Same type of volume. I don't. I don't. Yes. I agree. Hold on. I agree with Bobby. He 100 million percent has to prove himself not only in MLS but for the Galaxy. He's he's okay. Look at look at, the, look at the teams. Look at the teams that he's played for. He's played for Manchester United. He's played for Real Madrid. He's played for Bayer Leverkusen in the Champions League, as Will mentioned. He's played for Chivas Guadalajara, and now he's coming to play for the biggest team in his career. He has to prove that he belongs, and I think he will. And I think he will but prove he it because here's the thing: that he loves us here's, too. He bleeds. Blue and gold. Here's, he needs to here's show the thing. that as well. Here's the thing. This is where you insert his ethnicity back into it. As as was mentioned, I think the, the welcoming that he's going to get and feeling at home here, he's going to feel like he feels when he plays for the Mexican national team. The way he feels. That, that's how he's going to feel with the Galaxy. And and to be honest with you, watching, because I, I went through a lot of his highlights today, watching the way he plays and watching the way and thinking about the way that we play, He's gonna score a ton of goals for us. They may, that's I mean, a, all of them are gonna tap. All of them are gonna be tapping. That depends on our midfield and our defense, man. That depends right. on our backline and our midfield. If that, if that all starts feed, connecting, but, but, then okay. But well, we don't know yet. How, we don't know yet. How many times? How many times last year did we look at the way at at uh, uh, chances Latan squandered, which were few, but toward the end of the year we saw that he did squander some some so, things. A lot of them were passes that. This guy makes his bread and butter from. Yeah, some happen, some so, don't. That's just every player. But I mean, it just depends. But, like, it depends. But I'm saying he's more, we, we had he's a more very weak. We had a very exactly weak midfield way. and defense last year. Yes. If we if we if we're, we're strength we're not talking if about we're that, strength we, no but we're not no but but that. it makes but but it all relates because if it strengthens then that gives Chicharito the whole the entire flexibility of do whatever he needs to to make a goal or not. If we allow goals, then we're just chasing again over and over. And I do not believe that Chicharito. But that's not his can, job. No, his that, job but, is not to not allow it, goals. But exactly, if we allow goals. We will never counter react those 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 scores upon us because we do not have that goal score even with him. But that has nothing that has nothing to do with how with the individual player team that he's going to have, and that's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about what kind of a player is he going to be for us. We're not talking about how is he how is the team going to how is the rest of the team is going to be. All right, well, you, know, stre- you stretched it. You help. stretched it. So that's where I, I went there. Hey, I also Coin. want to point out that this man has 52 international goals. He is Mexico's all-time leading scorer, sure. and I think but that's right. a big deal. But you can look at you look at look at Antuna sure is, when he left the Galaxy. He scored yeah, a couple. He scored some goals for Mexico, that's, that's, that's and we're like, it. hey, that's how I see it. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I understand that Antuna is definitely Antuna's definitely had more success with the national team than he did with the Galaxy. I mean, he's definitely shined brighter. And but I think that's also is, the case. But what we're I saying is the nation- that's the case with Hernan. But 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 the 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 national team, like the, the the how well they do in the national team, never always translates to the club team. 
So I'm never going to look at that, those numbers and be like, yep, that's what we're going to get because it doesn't, it doesn't. No, I, and I, I, it's a different team too. I understand that completely, but I'm just saying if this man gets, okay, if he scores 20 goals, are you all satisfied? Yeah. I was actually, I was, I was just about how many to of them are him. penalties. Wills, Honestly, Wills, it doesn't matter how many goals. It matters how we do in every game. No, that's not true. Uh, and, 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 I, and I will tell you, you know, I, I will tell you why. And I was going no, to, as long as we get I, winning games, it doesn't matter how many he okay. scores individually. Let me, no, I, I, I can prove you wrong. Let me rephrase that question because actually Will, Will was going to ask a question that was going to directly ask the Bobby and then eventually I will get to everybody else. I put a poll up about half an hour ago and I asked this question on Twitter. It's actually going exactly the way I thought it would go. So Bobby, you're saying that it doesn't matter if he scores as long as you're winning games for the price that we're paying for him. No, what I'm saying is it doesn't matter that, that if he have. makes 20 goals or 18 goals. It doesn't matter the amount of numbers. Oh, come on. No, Bobby. If he scores two goals all season. Oh, well, that's okay. And the Galaxy sure. make it. That's different. Okay. <laughs> that's and a, if Galaxy that's super low. It, <laughs> but yes, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So it, it, the goals do matter. What I was going to ask, this is the poll question that I put on Twitter. And I'm going to ask you, Bobby's first. How, since you're the one that says, you know, okay, I, you have to prove me wrong. You have to show me that you're bleeding and you're doing your job. How many goals in 2020 does he have to score for you to say, okay, I'm good with him. Okay, he did his job. Okay, he was worth it. What's the minimum amount of goals that he has to score this season for you to turn around? That's a good question. Um, That's why you asked it, Bobby. Yeah, I'm thinking, Dave. Bingo. Sure. <laughs> 16 to 18. I'm kind of down for you, man. 16 to 18. 16 to 18. Will, uh, obviously, you're not – well, you follow the Galaxy, but how many goals do you think he has to score for Galaxy fans to consider him a success? 2020, just 2020. We'll take it season by season. Uh, well, I think that considering him and Zlatan are reportedly making the same amount of money, I don't expect him to score 30 goals. But I think he has at least scored 20. Okay, David. What's your number? Um, I would I would put it right in between 15 to 20 goals. And uh, for me, I think he has to he has to have a if we're talking exclusively goals, I would say closer to 20 than 15. But if we're talking about the way that he plays and, and what kind of attitude he has toward the, the galaxy, I want to see a kissing the crest moment from him. Eh, I don't, I don't even care about that. Just 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 do your job and go. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see him kiss the crest. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, but okay. So as of right now, we have we actually have exactly 100 votes. It actually just updated, and it's going exactly the way I thought. The 49% said he has to score at least 20 goals for people to consider them successful. That's Damn, what I, gave I him thought. Less. Damn. All right. That's what I thought, and I thought Bobby would give him say. I thought Bobby would say 20. No. To be honest, 16 to 18 um, is 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 reality based to me. So, th so that's actually my number. My, I would say, so I put four options, at least 10 goals, at least 15, at least 20 or 30 plus. Those are the four. And I knew all of them were going to get hits because he's that polarizing. Some are going to love him where, look, that's all you need. Other words are going to be more critical of him where he's going to have to replace Zlatan. He's going to have to score. I also goals. think Pavon's going to score quite a bit this year too. Okay. So oh, that's yeah, to my sure. point. To my point, the, uh, my number officially on the poll, I would say at least 15 goals. The exact number, I'm going to say 17 only because that's half the games. If you're scoring in half the games, I'm cool. The other part of this, and we'll get to this because we started talking about 
why he would be successful in the system. He's not the target. The offense ran entirely through Zlatan. Nobody else could score but Zlatan. Nobody else could do anything unless Zlatan allowed it to, or at least that's what it seemed like. Chicharito is not going to be the target. He is not going to be the option. He is going to be an option. He's going to be it, the it pest. Really is, He's going to be the pest in the he, box. At the very yes, at the very least, that what that's what it's going to be. The heavy lifting is going to have to be done by Pavon and Katai. They're the ones that are going to have to break down defenses that create the space that Chicharito will eventually exploit. That's what he's good at. Will, he will will is salivating because exactly. you mentioned Katai. <laughs> uh. these, these are the guys that are going to have to do the lifting for him. He just has to go ahead and be at the right place at the right time. That's what he's supposed to be doing. Because he's not the focal point, if he was, I would say, yeah, you probably need to score 25 goals. But because he isn't, it's probably exactly. closer to 15 for me. Exactly. That's what that's what it is for me. But what, the me number too. does matter because, like I said, if, if he scores five goals but we win MLS Cup, we'll be happy. Don't get me wrong. But he's considered a bust. You know, one player you guys should really look at to, to get an idea of what he's going to play in, in uh, Guillermo's system is Dario Benedetto. I mean, the guy is literally the same exact size, played the same exact position for for Guillermo. And his best season, he scored 21 goals and 25 appearances. Then the next season, he got hurt, and he got hurt again, and then eventually transferred to uh, Marcel in, in uh, France. But that is, a, that is a good player to kind of get an idea of how he's going to play under Guillermo. And if he plays anything like that, I mean, you guys might call me crazy. I, I totally wouldn't be surprised if he did score thirty goals. I mean, if if Carlos Vela can crazy. do thirty four goals off the, I'm telling you, you'll you'll we'll look back on this. And if he does, I'm telling you, I would not be surprised. That's a lot. I would not. Man. I mean, he, he scored twenty six for Bayern Leverkusen. Okay, that that you is mean, the you know, best that's, defensive that's, no, league in right. the world. That, that is a good argument towards me saying no. Yeah, I, I best think for defensive me, league in the world. Honestly, I think. Because we've seen it done by three people in the last two seasons, we think 30 goals is like the new norm. And like, yeah, that's, but, that happens all the time. I don't think that's true. No. I don't even think you'll see 30 goals this season by anybody. Mm -mm. I think that tails whoa, off this season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, no way, man. We're spending way too much on attacking talent, and we got Swiss cheese defense. Like, it's going to get worse and worse. There might be more people that score 30. Joseph Martinez would have scored 30 goals again if he hadn't if got he, hurt. Yep. Carlos Bale obviously Many, many times more. And, and, yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like we're turning into like MLS is kind of turning into the Dutch league, which everybody holds in high regard. But I mean, you know, it, it's easy to nobody, score in the Dutch league. Holds MLS in high regard, David. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, so okay, so the the possibility of uh, you know what? Let, let me finish telling you the the, the poll number because I don't think I, I've uh, uh, I actually said the actual numbers. Um, so we're up to uh, 105 votes now. 50% of the people say at least 20 goals. He has to score at least 20 goals for him to be considered successful. That's what I kind of predict. That's kind of high. In second, I it's, know. I mean, to me, it's kind of high. The, the way they're looking at it is the price tag along with, you know, you're a DP signing and you're supposed to be the guy. I don't think he's the guy, but people are going to see him as the guy. Yeah, but he's, and that's what they're expecting. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's I, what I, I, that's I, I, I see. I see, I see multiple roles for Chicharito. He, I see multiple roles as no, like I, pulling defensive strategies. Yeah. I, I see him not always scoring goals. I'm, I'm, a see, I'm seeing him allow 
you know, space for Pavon and Katai. Like, I'm seeing a lot of that stuff. So that's why I don't see 20 goals. I see 16 to 18, maybe even less. And, like, I'll be fine with that as long as those roles get filled. Fair enough. If uh, if you watch and, and if you watch the way the guy plays if you watch the way the guy plays he is I, and honestly I have to I have to say that there may not be a better player that can like place a good hit and run or shake a defender you know outside of Ronaldo and and uh, and Messi you know Messi who can just like out touch somebody and and Ronaldo who can you know jump fifty feet in the air to get a header. Um, Stay Hernandez might be, yeah, <laughs> have a cup of tea and then score a goal. Uh, Chicharito might be one of the best, like off the shoulder runners uh, in in the world, and like he's yeah. a guy that knows how to get into spots. Like it's amazing to see his ability to find the rebound. Like that's and that's his where, one and this is where, big and this skill. Is where this is where I reference him as being a pest for other teams. Because he's continually in there and he's like inserting himself and they just, and he moves, he moves left to right and diagonal and you can't really follow him. They're just like, where the fuck are you going? So it's just like, he's become the best and that's what we need. But we also need. Even is going to be able to to follow him? Yeah, but, uh, but, but, but that's the thing. Like we need someone that's a little bit more of a striker along with him. And I think we'd be very set. Uh, that, that that doesn't fit the but that doesn't fit the, the system. GBS system. Yeah. No, that, I know he's that. I know that. The, I'm just saying what I feel. He he's dependent on the. That's what I'm saying. Pavon and Katai are are the ones that are going to do all the heavy lifting. If they're not breaking defenses, if they're not, I mean, and both of them will go at defenders and can beat defenders. If they're not breaking down defenses well, to open be, up space yeah. for Chicharito, then Chicharito is completely ineffective. You, you, and and you also have to remember. You also have to remember. You have a guy like Sasha Kleshin who knows how to play those through balls from right, deep. Exactly. Like he, yeah. I, I think he to me, I think is the perfect complementary piece to a guy like Hernandez. And, and don't tell me that Jonah isn't happy to have one of his countrymen play in there, and Absolutely. vice versa. You don't think that you don't think Jonah's going to be able to find. Uh, uh, Chicharito uh, on one of those runs because the guy makes some really, really good runs. Even if it's a dummy run, he can create space for someone else that has the skill enough to go ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm taking advantage of this space now. I'm taking advantage Logically, of this. Logically, yes, uh, this but runner. I gotta see it to believe it. Obviously, this is all hypothetical. Obviously, this is best case scenario. When you sign a player, you're thinking at, at, at its best, we can win MLS Cup. But right. yes, obviously, all, all this has to fall into place. But theoretically speaking, this makes sense. It fits the system. And the players that we have seem to complement each other. It, so it works it's, out perfectly. It, it, it does it work really out. Does. I, yeah. I think it's going to be, and I think JDS is going to really help him settle in too, because like you said, playing each other with each other on the national team, you know, being friends, it's going to help him settle in too, having a friend on the team. But I think, honestly, you know, I, I watched several other teams, and I think that Pavon, Chicharito, and Katai is one scary three-headed monster. It like is. That, it really is. That, I mean, and, you know, I, I know you guys gave me a little grief about Katai earlier, but the man, if you watch some of the, the games for the fire the last several years, that guy has had no help. Nikolic, you know, the striker from Chicago, won the Golden Boot 2017, but he was ineffective in 18 and 19. Mm. So Katai is literally you know, doing everything by himself, you know, he's getting double teamed and, and, you know, he was scoring some wonder goals, you know, he had some crazy assists. He's good with both feet. And, uh, you know, I just think that he's going to, 
that might be the most underrated signing of this offseason. You may be right. No, I actually I, I agree right. with you 100 percent. I agree with you because when we, when we announced him, I said, you know, I, this is the player that I'm excited for. This is a guy that you got not as a DP. And this guy is now going to be playing opposite of Pavon doing maybe not as well as Pavon. But man, the guy is going to be able to have help now as what you said. He played in a crap team in Chicago. Now he's got talent around him. Now he doesn't have to necessarily be the guy in Chicago. You're going to be one of a, a part of a bigger system that at least right now seems to be clicking. I, I, offensively, defense, we'll get to that. Because I think that's this is where the Achilles heel is going to get. Uh, hey, David, uh, you might need to pour another drink. <laughs> right, exactly. We're talking. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, but I mean, I he, never stopped. The, I never stopped. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we're at 51, as far as the poll, 51%. Uh, so it's staying around the same. Uh, the 15 goals, by the way, is second at 34%. Uh, 10% of Twitter, or at least the, the, the people who have voted, 10% say he needs to score at least 30 goals for him to uh, yeah, consider, the, be considered successful. That's a little extreme. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I think well, those are the haters. For it, but I don't think those expectations you should be. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's there's a few reports I just saw uh, on Twitter that someone's saying he's going to be making $5 million a year. I don't know if it's going to be 5 or 7.2 like Zlatan was making. But, you know, when you're paying someone that much, they have got to score. And I, I think, honestly, anything less than 20 is is kind of a failure because people in the league are making less and scoring more. And, you know, when you pay money, this is a production business. you you got to produce. No, I agree. That's what, I agree. That's what they're I, paying I to feel, do. I, but, but I just feel, like I said, if he was a target, if he was going to come in there, we're like, look, you are our goal scorer. We're going to go run through you. I would say, yeah. In fact, I would probably put it at 25 goals. But the fact that I feel that in this system, the wingers are the ones that are yeah, it's not, doing it's most of the offense. So you think they'll be more like a Firmino, kind of like a distributing striker? Like no, where he, I, you know, no. He, no, I, I feel that like I just feel that he's going to be an option. He's just not going to be the only option. At, at least for us, what we saw with Zlatan was Zlatan can't create. Hernandez is not going. It's not that he's a complete poacher where, look, I cannot create at all. He he will. No. He's just not going to do it on the level as Zlatan. I, Zlatan I, can literally say, like, dude, he's not going to do anything from the, oh, my the, God, the, it's the, in the back the, of the, the neck. Different, the difference between Zlatan and Chicharito is that you can give Zlatan the ball and he can hold it between, like, four different players. Chicharito just needs to be in the right spot, and we need to serve it to him in the box, and it'll get in. He needs to but can just you, he need he he just needs to be in that area and Katai and Pavone needs to close in on this box and we're good to go. But, and and honestly, he's one he's great at it at doing that. But if so, so let me ask you this, Will. Let me ask you this because you're saying he needs to score at least twenty goals uh, because if you're paying him that much money, he's 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 going to do that. We can both agree that being a poacher, being at the right place at the right time means. That he's kind of dependent on somebody else, either everybody taking else. the shot <laughs> or or somebody else finding him. So if he scores under twenty, let's say he scores say thirteen goals, would you blame him or do you blame the players around him? I mean, that's kind of something you got to wait and see. But I I think if he scores under twenty goals, then there's going to be a fire lit under his ass, and next season people are going to be like, all right. 
you know, first season, whatever, you know, there was injuries possibly, service wasn't good. No excuses this season. 20 goals, getting paid, you know, top three salary in MLS. I mean, he's got to start producing. At some point, it, you know, it's not anyone else's fault but yourself. You know, maybe you're not in the right spots. You're not finishing. I think, I mean, maybe give him one year to not score 20, but I feel like after that, it's all on him. And, you know, he's got to – I still, like, I personally, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't score 20. I think that should be easy. Like, I really do. It should be easy for him. It should be. And here's be. and here's the reason why I think it can happen. Here's here's the reason I think it can happen. He's gonna be like I said. He's more mobile than Zlatan is. So yes, the players have to find him, but he's also gonna be very, very a lot better. Dude, our front line is gonna be completely different. It's gonna be a lot more active. Hold on, hold on. It's gonna be a lot more moving. It's gonna be exactly. It's gonna be a lot more active. There's gonna be a lot more movement. He's gonna be able to also find those crosses. You know what I mean? He'll find a way to get to that ball. Like that's what he's good at. And and whereas Latan was like, you operate in this five yards, or else I'm not even gonna, you know, sniff at the ball. And when you got to him, he made the spectacular thing happen. But this is the kind of guy that's gonna bust his ass to get to the ball. He's gonna put his body in the line. That, that's where your injuries are concerned, but, right? But, that, but that's and, but that's where but that's where the more action needs to come from our midfield. And that's where we need to see a lot of more midfield or center forwards going forward. You know what I mean? Field action last year. Oh, we had what's... a lot of midfield action last year. I, well, I want to get your guys' opinion on that because let's let's talk about the midfield because that I still think is besides defense, I, I still think the midfield definitely needs work too. Uh, you know, I, what, what are your guys' thoughts right now on the midfield? It needs depth. That's where I stand. I, I think our starting midfield is fine. It's not the greatest, but it's fine what? and it's serviceable. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis, I thought the depth came from question. I mean, that's the depth, literally well, that's what you were one telling guy. me before. I mean, but that's one. The, the two guys that come to mind that back them or no, there's three that come to mind that you can stick in there. It's either going to, and I don't even think one of them is in there. Kitchen, which is there for defense, so it's not even like a, he's not an offensive player. You're gonna bring him in to uh, when you when you're trying to hold a lead. And by the way, you could do that with Kleshin as well. That's it. Yeah, but, but, well, Who with Kleshin, it's a two way. With Kleshin, it's a two way street. You can put right. him in. He's he's a he's a versatile guy. You can put him in when you're trying to defend a lead. You but, can put him in when you're trying to get a lead. We but you we know. talked yeah, about the the. Either or for for, for Kleshin. What about what about Efrain? But, but that's that's the other guy. But, but I'm not sure. Center forward or Stud. No, he's a midfielder. He's a midfielder. Yeah, he's a he's a cam. I, I think yeah. he's a cam. He's, he, yeah. he's definitely a cam. Yeah, I, I those don't are think the three. He, I don't think. But you know, what do you think about Legit? Because I've you guys can't. I don't know how long you guys have been following, but I have never really been a big Legit fan. I've always thought he was too slow to play on the wing. Look, man, we're, I really don't like. <laughs> we're, we're lovers of Legit just because we're Galaxy fans. I'm sorry to say, but oh, oh no, God. for me, for me, I oh, think that God, he's dude. never he he Through was never. He was never the same after the injury that he got with the national team, sure. and it wasn't until and it wasn't until the last few weeks of this season, this last season, where he really started to look like the old jet before you know pre-injury. I also think that having, I also think that he, the the guy himself, uh, and I, you know, I've met him and talk and you know been around him a couple of times. He's a super humble really nice and genuine guy and i think having a guy like zlatan in the locker room and this is something we've talked about has was really hurting him 
last year in terms of his confidence. And yeah, maybe you can call him, you know, like, oh, you're a professional soccer player. You should be, you know, that's your job. You should have tough skin or, you know, whatever. But still, like, the guy's a human being, you know? And and, and as I said, he's trying hard to, like, he he's the kind of guy that tries hard to make sure that the other the person that he's around or the people that he's around are they like him and they 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 he's respected. So when you have a guy like Zlatan coming in and kind of being a bit of a bully, um, that that can affect you, and I think that affected his confidence. And uh, a guy like Chicharito, from all uh, you know, from everything I've ever heard about this guy, nicest guy in the world. Um, really hardworking. Like his work ethic is not something that has ever been questioned, and his attitude is not something that is ever questioned. Yeah, I, I don't think he has a, a giant ego. I mean, obviously he, you know, he, he's he's a superstar. He thinks highly of himself, but not to the point where he has to demean others the way that Zlatan would. Um, now, I've been doing some research on Chicharito's uh, personal persona and uh stalker I, to, yeah today I, I followed his wife on instagram um creepy. I, also, I also watched <laughs> i also watched he has he has a, a youtube show called naked humans and oh, it's basically it's basically him and his friends uh go on these you know they they they're basically like just vlogging their normal everyday life and genuinely this guy seems like a just a nice regular guy who happens to be really, really good at tap-ins. And, and watching the okay. vlog, honestly, is kind of winning me over. Like, the guy's charming. He's nice. He's funny. So you've already pre-ordered your Chicharito jersey? I, I don't <laughs> think I'll ever wear the Chicharito on my back, but if he wins me a cup, I'm getting, I'm getting a Hernandez jersey. Oh, my God. Whoa. Oh Get Chicharito God. tattooed on you. If, oh if he wins us a cup, no. I'll get a Hernandez mm. jersey. It'll be it'll be for my wife. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> There's a loophole. Uh, wow. I, can, can I say one look, something it, really it, quick, Lewis? Sorry. By all means. Just want to talk about Legit. Legit. Because yeah. what this was whole thing was about. Because I don't know where David went off on. <laughs> but he, he's he's still starstruck by you know a Chicharito. He don't let him fool you. He loves the guy. Let me let me be. Let me, let me, I love the boy too. Let me, let me be clear, like. We're also blinded by our love for Lechet because there are certain players that has showed us their loyalty to the club, and Lechet is one of them. And that's a player that we do not want to see go, but at the same time, we want to see him succeed. So hopefully this season, he will work as hard as he did in the end of the last season. Um, I still think he has a lot to give. I think he has. He, he st- he's still skillful. He still think. I still think he has a lot of adrenaline and and um, just force forcefulness into into his play. So I'm 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 looking forward to legit. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not looking I'm not looking at him as like a, a, a like a down. You know, like I see, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play this season. And I think he'll like kick ass as yeah, a guy. Yeah, he develops. No. It- I think Legette's good. Like I, I don't want it to, you know, seem like I dislike him. I do think no, that uh, no, no, for no. what he's being paid, I, I think he might be a little overpaid. I, I, I think he's got talent, but I don't think he's ever 
you know, a full season to show he's worth a, a TAM contract. And that's just my personal and I opinion. Hope this is but the I season. Think, I hope. <laughs> no, I, I do too. You know, I, I you know, the boy, you know, I'm pulled for the boy, you know, but I, I think his best role, I don't know if he's a effective number 10, which, you know, that's, that's kind of what the, you know, wanting him to play. I think he's better next to, to, to Jonathan. And I think he, you know, maybe play a little bit in front of Jonathan as an eight. That's the role I see him in. I don't know if you guys ever watched like Nagby play, but they tried him on the wing. They tried him as a ten, uh, Darlington Nagby. Mm, Darlington, but when they played no, him no, at eight, when they play, you're making a good case. Mm. Well, what, what well, he they, did, what what Colonel, what, what, who was it that who who was it Colonel Awful who put Legit and Jonah together in the middle, and that was like extremely effective. No, was that, was, that was GBS. Yeah, that was GBS this no, year at the beginning no, of the year. No, 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 no. Someone no, else did it. Oh, then it was Siggy. Then it was Siggy. No, it was an awful, I think. Yeah, I think it wasn't. No, um. Jonathan no, wasn't uh, there. When, Kinnear, Kinnear. It was Kinnear oh. when he took over. That's who it was. It was Kinnear when he took over. He paired up Legette and Dos Santos in the middle. And all of a sudden, that midfield clicked. So no, it was the Corona... It was a Corona legit no, Jonathan dude. triangle. No, 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 no. This after. is before. No, yeah, yeah, no. It it was Dominic Kinnear when he took over from uh, for that playoff uh, run, from the last Apple. game to make the yes. playoffs. Yes, yeah. the last six yeah. games he he put legit and Dos Santos in the middle because he had um uh, no, John Pedro wasn't in there yet or he was already gone. But they they they, they there was like a void. But Dos Santos became like significantly more effective and legit had his best games of the season. When those two were paired up in the middle, and it was Dominic Kinnear, that's what that, that, that's what happened, and so everyone expected that to happen the next season, yeah, and I think it and, started and it that didn't. way, but then like it tailed off because it didn't click as much, and I think that's when Lejet got injured. Anyway, what, wasn't it? Uh, now I might be off base here, but I think at that time wasn't uh, wasn't Bradford playing, and he got a concussion. Wasn't Bradford Jamison yeah. playing? Yes, around that time. Yeah, yes. I think that's so. But that's, if they could, if if they could put those two guys together, which, like you said, uh, you know, uh, that that I think that they match up well together and get a good ten. You know, people thought Fabio was pretty good, and I thought he had some good runs. But someone better than him, I think wow. that the, and you know, fix that defense. Oh God, you know the defense. But if they fix that, I mean, this team is on paper, which doesn't win anything, but the, on paper it looks pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about that defense because right now this is the Achilles heel. Um, there's Oof. still some pieces, like I said. I, I still Man. think you need a couple, a couple more depth pieces because rotation is going to be very important. GBS has come out and said he underestimated the, you know, the travel and the amount of games, and you know, we saw that he played the same lineup three games in a row on like in 10 days. Uh, not good. So he is going to rotate more. And I got to imagine the way they run, it's going to be the midfielders that have to be rotated. So I think there has to be more depth pieces in the midfield, but let's go ahead and talk about that defense. Now we have sign and Sua, which is an upgrade from Shelvick. Uh, and after we lost Romney and Polenta, there was a void there and Sua is there. Um, we now have, uh, um, Danilo Costa, he's going to be the backup. The right back is set. We can't upgrade because we're kind of locked in here. We have Felcher and we have Araujo. Who starts? Mm-hmm. My guess would be Felcher, but I'm assuming that those would be switching depending on, you know, if you're having a bad game or you're not doing your thing, I think it's an easy switch. Um, yeah. And then the center backs, this is where you have a big question mark. Oh, you have boy. Da- you have Daniel Steris, who improved drastically under GBS last season. Hopefully, 
he continues to grow and to improve this season? Because I got to imagine that he earned his starting spot. You have Pipo Gonzalez, who wasn't great or good. Or straight up bad. He was straight up bad. Decent. Dude. Uh, he was horrible. Here. Yeah. So we have rumors of they're trying to sign uh, Carlos Zambrano, not the pitcher, the Peruvian center back. Um, we're still in negotiations with him. Nothing is done. I think they're in advanced talks, but they're still negotiating. You can bring him in. Now, I'm not sure if he's a depth piece. I'm not sure if he's a starter. Um, but I still think you're missing yet another center back. I still think you have to rotate or find another solid and capable center back that can be competition for the other guys that will make them step up their game. Because people Gonzalez can easily just be like, yep, you're out of here. But so can Daniel Sanders if he has a bad game. So I feel that by having the competition, if you bring in Zambrano and if you bring in, I'm assuming another, I feel you have to sign another center back. Um, it's going to create that competition um, that should theoretically um, improve the level. But right now that center back pairing is, is very, very sketchy at best. Are you asking? Or are you telling us? Uh, I have made Both. my comments. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and uh, <laughs> do your thing. Well, look, uh, Dents there is proved us wrong last year. I, I, I think that we can emphatically say that Dents there has won another season of, or at least another few games to start the season, and 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 is going to go month to month from there on, right? Um, the rest of the defense, uh, honestly, like I said. People Gonzalez was a huge, huge disappointment for me. So I, I think that having another center back would be helpful. Uh, the Galaxy apparently is still in talks with Carlos Sembrano. So maybe that's a, a good depth piece that you put in instead of, uh, you know, whether uh, Gonzalez doesn't work out or whether Steris doesn't work out or injury or rotation, whatever the case might be. Uh, you got Julian Araujo. You got Felcher. Um, I think the defensive responsibilities are going to change a little bit. And I think uh, having a year of the GBS system under the belt, they're going to kind of understand a little bit more of how the defense is supposed to play. So I don't feel great about it, but I feel like it's going to be an improvement over last season. I hope so. I mean, that that, that is the hope that like, look, your Achilles heel is here in the defense. You should probably be focusing on that. I know the headlines are... Usually, you know, the strikers and the scorers and obviously with Chicharito, he's going to make everybody forget that, oh, shit, we still don't have a defense um, and that you're hoping if, if, you know, if offense. And what scares me is that in the system that GBS is playing, I, I feel that he'll be content winning four to three. Like, that's fine. Score three that's goals, but we're going we're gonna to score four. Probably, yeah. If that's, we can, this is the way. If we can. That's the issue. That's why I'm, I feel like this season is going to be... Pretty much like last season. We need to make sure we score more than what we get scored upon. Here's the here's character, my, same movie. Yeah, here's, here's what I hope. Here's my big hope for this season. Is I hope that GBS learns the lessons from last year and doesn't make whatever tactical adjustments he needs to make. Too late. Sooner. Yeah, too late. Too late. Oh I, my I, and God. I think you will see it. better fucking do it, man. 
Well, I, I think when last year, again, he didn't have, and this is where I say you need the depth pieces in the midfield because you're going to have to bring in a guy that I'm assuming that GBS is going to say, yeah, I want this guy or he, he has he's players fit the that can come very because, early in the second half. He, he has players. But now. what, what, but he had players that he didn't trust Before. last year. I mean, who yes. was coming off yeah. the yes. bench? Yes. Yeah, who was coming off the bench that was going to be a game changer when you needed a goal? There was nobody on there. It was just Pontius. Nobody, and yeah. even that was like a, a very, very dull yeah, pick. But, like, there's, you, there, you're not gonna, oh. but there's a lot more established players now. There's a lot more people that you can like have more confidence in. At least that's what I'm hypothetically, saying. it's there. Right. And I think, I think that's important. I, I think that he will make his tactical substitutions earlier when they would actually be very much effective rather than, uh, I got to do something. I have no choice I hope, dude. where he probably felt that he was hurting his team. I, uh, I think it will change. And that's what I'm saying. I think we still need a couple more pieces in the midfield for that depth to, to rotate, not just tactically in the game, but just from game to game. You know, you have all those, we talked about how the, the condensed schedule, you know, the three games in nine days or eight days. So he's going to have to do that at some point. So, um, you know, it's still the off season. Uh, the transfer window is still open for the rest of the month. Um, Once we start seeing preseason games, we'll have different feelings. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to see how this uh, this is all turning out. But uh, you know, the hype of Chicharito is is here. It has reached uh, Los Angeles, and it's finally happened. And um, everyone's talking about it. I- I'll tell you right now that the day that it, the rumor broke on Twitter, and and uh, the day I went to work, or the day after uh, at work, I had like six, seven people come up to me and ask me about it. I- I'll tell you right now that that same number was not for uh, it wasn't Lewis, the same, in, it was not the in, same for Lewis. This is literally how I felt when Gildo Santos got signed. But again, but even I that's not, not close. No, yeah, not, not even I, the, I got a lot. Not got, even the same. Thing. I got a lot of hits. I got a lot of people being a lot more interested in Galaxy than Zlatan with Gio dos Santos. Got and, and, because and, because he's the Mexican again, player. He's more exactly. known over here in Northern Cal. Like he was a lot more. He was a, he was a bigger figure, you know. So like Dude, that's that's, my, that's why I feel like it's kind of the same for me at least if here in Northern Cal and Southern Cal. Like that's you know, they know him so, more than Zlatan. Oh yeah, as, sure. as you guys as you guys know, uh, Will, you don't know this, but my wife my wife is Mexican. Her, her my brothers in law, obviously, are all Mexican. What? So no. when when Giovanni dos Santos was signed, I hit them up. Hey, Gio's coming to MLS. Gio's coming to the Galaxy, and the response was, "Oh yeah, oh he better do good." Jonathan came. Hey, we got Jonathan dos Santos. Oh, yeah, he's over. He's he's pretty good. Zlatan comes. Hey, I want to go to a game. Those are different fans, man. I don't know. So the the <laughs> fact that you're saying that like you're getting hit up more for these people those than are Zlatan, those I, are different I, fans. I don't know. Well, those are di- you can't you can't you can't you can't like you can't separate your family experience with the uh, the entire group of Mexicans that will come for Chicharito. Sure, but like you're, that's but you're, very but, different compared to I'm like telling you guys, them knowing Zlatan. Any, that's like it's very anything different. I tweet that's Chicharito. I mean, I've tweeted four days Chicharito. You know, Gal. You're gonna get hit whatever. like hardcore. Every single one of them, five hundred yep. likes. Every single one. Yeah. 
I mean, the guy yeah. is it's it's insane. And the real reason why the league and I believe the league pushed this signing on the Galaxy too, because what they want to do is they want to get the Mexican, uh, uh, you know, uh, population, especially in Southern Cal, and and maybe some fans from Mexico to start watching MLS sure. games. That's how else do you which, do that? This is also exactly this wait, wait, is, which, this is, is, which also, goes back to my point. This is also also wait. a great thing between LAFC and and LA Galaxy. It's a great yeah, Vela versus Chicharito. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. Great selling point. It's beautiful. Which is what, which is goes back to my point. If you took away his ethnicity, will anyone pursue Chicharito the, uh, as hard as the league and the galaxy try to get him? No, the answer is no, because he's just a run of the mill average player. It's his ethnicity that they're going after. Yeah. It's the that, two I mean, Mexican the national line. players playing in two different LA teams versus each other. That's the big headline. What, which was which was the point of uh, what I was saying that this is what people have a problem with is that you're putting that in front of product on the field. That's where you're, you're saying your priority first is marketing, and then the 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 product on the and field, which it should be the other right way around. Now. But we're, as we're I've always said, yeah, as I've always said, the the priority has always and always will be, and I don't care how much they tell you it's not. The priority is always money. Oh yeah, it's a business. Exactly. It always and is. Think, think it's about all it. a business. It's always going to be that way. It always is. Well, think about. Well, don't this, be mad though, what it is. No, I'm just if, not mad. If they get more, what, what, be aware. That's all. Go on. I'm sorry. No, you get if they have more viewership, they get a better TV deal, and I think eventually that helps the league. Even if Chicharito isn't the player that he's, you know, the salary he's getting paid, he doesn't live up to that. The main goal is to get viewership. And in the long run, this helps the league because more popularity means Absolutely. more sponsorship, more viewership, better, and it's going to make more quality come to the sure. league. Uh, and and I, one, so and I'm not saying hate it. I'm just saying be aware of it. That's all. And one and I can all but guarantee, if he's introduced this week and he reports to camp on Monday, whenever the media day is, that media is going to be larger for him than it was for Zlatan, simply because of the location. By far, oh, yeah. yeah. I think and, it'll be. And don't cool, tell me actually. that. I don't, uh, that, I don't think so. I don't think so. We don't, we, don't have, we, don't, exactly. we don't have extra. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, that, that's what I was going at. Is that the Mexican <laughs> as soon as you start to say that, I'm, like, I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, and don't tell me that next year. Don't tell me that next year you're going to see a significantly larger amount of games or a large amount of Galaxy games on Univision and Telemundo. And that'd be Don't tell me that. fantastic that's for MLS. MLS. And that'd be fantastic for MLS. The least MLS. amount of spectrum, the better. That'd be fantastic yeah. for MLS to have yeah. that. That's exactly what's going to yeah. happen. That's fine. And you're right. The less uh, spectrum, the better. Okay. So before we go off, we do have some listener questions. You guys want to get to that let's real quick? It. Yes, let's do that fast. Okay. All right. Let's do this fast. Okay. Miss Sarah Barajas. Is this hey, balls Sarah. Of beers? Yeah. This is <laughs> balls and beers, Sarah. Yeah. All right. Cool. She says, explain how I went from absolutely hating the idea of Hernandez coming to the galaxy to actually being okay with it. I think we kind of touched on it. It happens. A little bit. Um, it's, 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 and it, let's just be honest. That's, I it's, mean, it's, it's easy. It's it's, no, 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 no. Nah, I disagree. It's easy. He's a, he's a galaxy player now. That's the difference. There you go. That's what, and of course I shared my story, how I kind of like, uh, I'm still going to, you know, I'm still going to twitch when I see him in the Jersey, but once he makes a goal, I'll sure. be like, <laughs> okay, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe he's holding the cup. Do it again, right? Exactly. <laughs> Multiple. Twice if you mean Multiple. it. Twice if you mean it. 
Awesome. All right. Um, let me get this Twitter handle because this one at News Politics asks which MLS team is poised to do the best in CCL and what are the LA Galaxy expectations, goals in the MLS regular season, MLS playoffs, US Open Cup, and Leagues Cup? Wow. So let's answer the first one. Uh, which MLS team is poised to do the best in CCL? Let's give that one to Will. Will, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I think LAFC is the best equipped team to to win co- the Champions League, but they're coming out of the hardest bracket. Uh, uh, they're they're going to have to possibly play two Liga MX, you know, Liga MX teams out in the you know first two rounds. Um, I'd probably have to go with Atlanta then, honestly. If it wasn't for the schedule, I'd go with LAFC, but I think Atlanta probably has the best chances. I would say was- Seattle. Uh, for, for the same reasons, uh, I think LAFC, as you said, um, fuck them. But, you know, they have a good team. But they have a really, really tough road. Um, if they're able to navigate through the first two rounds, knowing them, look, they're going to blow the easy game. They usually do. They can win the big ones. Um, I think Seattle has a very easy road to the final. I, I think I think Seattle has, uh, has a legit shot at uh, becoming a champion. I actually think that Atlanta is set up the best for this because they really started to click under uh, DeBoer at the end of the season. Um, Seattle, it's not the end of the season, so they're not going to they're not going to advance. Um, <clears throat> they only get that kind of energy at the end, the tail end of that season. So I, I don't think it's going to be uh, it's Seattle. I think I, I'm going to have to throw my hat in for Atlanta. All right. Uh, Nobody's Bobby talking Sector. about uh, Montreal, right? Uh, or is, Montreal, is Montreal in it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yep. them in oh, Houston. Tom Ramos is Houston. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, uh, I don't think that. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't deeper. think it matters at least in season one. But yeah, uh, I just think that's kind of fun. Um, okay, Bobby stepped away, so we won't get his answer. Uh, second part of the question: What are the LA Galaxy expectations and goals in the MLS regular season, playoffs, U.S. Open Cup, and Leagues Cup? Easy answer. Simple answer is: We're the Galaxy. Our expectations should always be competing for MLS Cup. That's the bottom line. Uh, realistically, I don't know because I don't know what the finished product is yet. Oh, I'll, um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my answer. We're the galaxy. We should be competing for every single one of those trophies every exactly. season. If yeah. we don't, if we That's don't win answer. one of them, if if we don't win one out of those four, I would honestly call a bad season. I, I no. I, I think no, you have I, to make a run. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think you, I think you you. You're, you make yourself a contender for MLS Cup. If you don't yeah. win it, you make it at least look like you could have won it. Because I yeah. don't think that last year's team could have won MLS Cup. But if you if you come out and you look like you could make it to MLS Cup and you could win it, done. I, I think that's a good season. I have to agree. I mean, obviously, you know, the the trophy is always the what you shoot for, especially as a Galaxy fan. It's never enough just to make the playoffs. We're not Orlando. We're not Minnesota. So, um, but I agree. I think if you, you have to at least be in the running to say they're one of the favorites um, to do it. Um, but I, I, as far as how far you need to go, obviously you need to get past the second round as improvement from, from last year. So at least Western Conference final. But I, I got to say that you, you have to be, uh, you have to be competitive. Um, I love this one. At Ray DeRoma asks, who would be a good backup striker to Chicharito? Not Zubac. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's exactly Zubac. what I was going to say. <laughs> Anyone but Zubac. Um, 
we talked about uh oh my god what was the now i can't remember his name i'm drawing a blank the guy from monterey we talked about it last year that DTK follows him he's dutch he plays in monterey oh uh, jensen uh, or jensen yeah yeah jensen yeah Yeah. I, i think that might be a guy that they may be targeting i you can obviously take nico castillo out this um out of the equation now you can take uh drew out of the equation now um, I'm pretty sure you can take away uh, Benitez of Independiente um, out of the equation now. Um, or you can just sign uh, more than likely some American player that doesn't take up an international spot. Yeah, a lot of people were asking about Bobby Wood. Um, I don't know if he's... Oh, yeah. I, I was going to answer that. Guy, I don't know if he's the guy that um, the Galaxy could really be looking for. I would actually say that Bobby Wood is probably like a less skilled Chicharito. Um, Which would so make at least we wouldn't have to, yeah, we <laughs> wouldn't have to change our system. But um, uh, yeah, there's, there's got to be somebody out there that we can identify within an MLS team that's not getting a, a ton of playing time, but is serviceable. Uh, you know, I mean, even if they pull a guy out like Katai, I think I think a lot of the 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 responsibilities for scoring uh, are going to end up falling to guys like Katai and um, Legette and uh, Pavone, obviously, but you can't run those guys, the same 11 into the ground um, forever. So you need, you need to add some depth. That's record. It's definitely not Zubac. He's proven that he's not ready for this level. I don't think think he'll ever be ready for this level. Yeah. He's a USL guy. Will, who would be a, a good solid backup striker for Chicharito? Ah, man, it's it's kind of hard. Um, you know, just with the you know cap limitations, and and I don't really know how much resources they have right now. But uh, you know, uh, Bobby would I would be a good candidate. But I think the best option would be he, he's probably going to want Tam money, um, and you know he's probably going to want to start too. You know, leave Jeremy to come to MLS. He's definitely going to want to start um i think the best solution would probably try to be some some player that you could uh you know try to get that with mls experience uh nobody have to, i mean i know a couple players that are on the trading block like a dom's wire but i think you know someone like him would probably cost way too much money for the yeah. galaxy and, and he's been right. pretty inconsistent the last few years so um it's it's pretty slim pickings honestly they probably have to find someone on the international market cheap maybe maybe get someone on loan like antuna you know maybe a young player they can get cheap on loan not not antuna but someone like antuna right. you know some a cheap a young player looking for playing time they can get on loan and it doesn't cost a lot of money what's uh what's aaron johansson doing these days <sighs> oh man he i think he's in the hospital is he really life Jeez. support oh dude what? um What's uh? No, no, uh, this is a joke. What about him? I know, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, this yes. turned like crazy. <laughs> was it his we were all cast? His, uh, his tenure. We almost did thing? a pod without something sad. <laughs> I was like, "Will, that's yeah. David's fucking thing." <laughs> I always bring oh, up geez. a sad thing at the end of the show. Um, what about what about a guy? Yeah, what about a guy like that? Like like Aaron Johansson, or what about a um? Uh, I, I mean, another. The, the problem is, is that are you like someone like Bobby Wood? Would he be a good backup to Chicharito? Are you sure? Because he's not going to be the guy. But if you're going to put him like as a rotation, uh, uh, in between games or in like U.S. Open Cup or you know on, you know on three days rest, I would certainly get a guy like that for a backup. But yeah, he's not. He's going to be a DP guy. He's not going to come over here 
even on a TAM deal. He's, he's going to be Bobby Wood is, uh, is, is he's not coming from two Bundesliga. He's not going to come in as a DP. He's no, 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 no. no, no one will sure. sign him as a DP. 100%. No one will sign him as a DP. But what that's I'm saying what he is wanted. He exactly. That's what he wants. And that's why no one's going to sign. Oh, you know, the, 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 never happen. on the other, on the other hand, he can come live in LA and and you know make 300k for us and Good. even then i think that's, that's high um what about like uh yeah he probably you know who would have been a really good player <laughs> if he wasn't already trialing for your crosstown rival bradley white phillips would be a good solid yeah. guy <laughs> to come in but he's he, i think i think he's gonna sign with lafc but that's a guy who's proven the league he, he scored 20 goals in yep. three different seasons Absolutely. he's only 34 i mean that's a, in a limited off the bench role was you know super sub but i think he would thrive in that role but uh, i don't i just don't think that's gonna happen now i think he's going to uh i, I think he's you know probably he's gonna end up signing with i know he's trialing with them but i think he's probably gonna end up signing with lafc uh, there was there was a point in time where the the rumor was going around that it was going to be Juan Agudelo, which I I think I would have I would have loved, but it looks like he went to he went to Miami. He went to Miami. Yeah. He uh, did. What about what is Christian Ramirez up to? I think LAFC released him. He yeah, he plays for Houston right now. Yeah. Is, is he at Houston? Say, okay. Yeah, yeah and I, I know he was picked up by somebody. I I think he's doing pretty good. I think he's actually happy down there. Um, I don't know exactly. I think he makes around like 700, 750 K no, a year. Too much. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I, and you know, Houston doesn't really have that many great players so they, they can't afford to, you know, spend splurge that on a player like him, you know, him. But for, I, I tell you another guy, I just thought about this. Fernando Adi. Now he, now hear me out. I know, I know he's been, you know, he's, he's had a bad run with, you know, Cincinnati, but at one time he scored 50 goals, you know, in two or three seasons with, with Portland. And he's had such, you know, uh, a couple bad seasons. They might be able to get him on the cheap. He, I think, I think uh, Cincinnati's about to buy him out. That's a, that's a dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It is, he's he's I, old. He's old. He's not very mobile. Um, I don't, and, and that's what I was going to say. If he's not mobile, he doesn't fit in the system. I mean, you know, at this point, you know, when you're talking about players, you know, as a backup, sometimes you might you have to take a risk, you know, and it either pays off or it doesn't. Yeah, um, I, know, think the, I, I, I think the I think the big argument for that, or for the or the big case for that is, you want Zubac or Adi? Give me Adi. Come here. Because, uh, I mean, that's that's true. <laughs> I mean, like, that's true. That's that's kind of sad, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah uh, it, just because true, you so. know that Adi can can has scored in MLS and Zubac right. just so far has not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, what's what's next, Lewis? Okay. Uh, let's see, Mr. Juan Covar. So, okay, someone has explained this to me. Uh, Mr. Juan Covarubias asks, "You can talk about getting me into the Silencio Speakeasy this year." What does uh, it mean? Uh, so the LA Galaxy, the, the Diggity, actually, has a speakeasy. And so if you like Mezcal, uh, there is a uh, Silencio Mezcal that like kind of has like a, a booth at the stadium. And if you know who to talk to, if you know the correct password, you can talk to somebody and get into the a secret bar that's at the Diggity. I don't oh, know how to get into it. I know people who have, I know people who have been into it, but as of yet, I don't know how to get in. So as soon as we know, 
hit us up. I'll, I'll hit you up. Oh, okay. There it is. Um, and lastly, good friend of the show, Mr. Madame Serrano. Um, not much of a question, but basically uh, comment on that new shit from One Two Threads. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you guys saw the rain jacket that they just released. It was a surprise uh, release. Uh, our friends over at One Two Threads. Um, I still haven't bought their bomber jacket, which I I need to. Yeah, you should. But that rain jacket you. looks pretty looks pretty I badass seen the rain too. Yeah, I will look at it. Yeah, it's it's up there. Uh, take a look at their. Um, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah, looks looks yeah, really looks, nice. It looks. Yeah, looks really nice. And that is it uh, for listener questions. And um, I, I, like I said, we, we, we talked all Chicharito all the time. We'll, we'll be back kind of. all season. Kind of, kind of. Chicharito, same, about same, all same Chicharito time. Oh, please, guys, do not do that. Chicharito channel. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, any it's last words, dude, Luis? No, I don't have any sad shit to say this time. Sorry, guys. I'm going to be quiet before I actually remind Dave that something's sad. Oh, my goodness. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Episode 181. This is Elliot's house. Will. 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 Yes. You have last, anything last, the last things you got to say? Uh, I, I hope <laughs> that uh, I come back on here at the end of the season and we see Chicharito with 30 goals. Last thing I'm going to say. Oh, and an MLS Cup. And an MLS Cup. Maybe. I'm not gonna go that far. Oh, if, if you're talking about damn. the end, if you're talking about the end of the season, if you're talking about the end of the season, you're acting like you're not gonna play balls and beers this year. <laughs> Are you? Balls and beers? We'll explain oh, later. We'll explain oh later. Oh my god. Okay. He doesn't Sounds even good. know right okay. now. Okay. I don't guys. even know. Thank you for listening. Episode 181. This is Eliezer House. David and Lewis, say goodbye. That was the sad thing. Dang it. He doesn't know about balls and beers. <laughs> Say goodbye, <laughs> goddammit. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 